Well, I want you to welcome to Grace and Faith today, Tony Davis. Come on, let's put our hands together. Thank you, Tony. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Now, Tony, before you came to Christ, you were actually uh, an R&B uh, artist. Yes. And uh, R&B stands for rhythm and blues. And That's it's the right. type of music that, from what I understand, was cultivated in the 40s, 1940s, especially to the African-American culture and stuff like that. This. And you were becoming quite popular in the secular world. Tell yes. us about that for a minute. Yes, I, uh, I uh, landed a record deal with Warner Brothers Records, and um, uh, that was in the late 80s, early 90s, and I had a lifestyle of going to the Hollywood parties. I hung out with all those guys, all the actors, all, a lot of the singers, and went to a lot of the parties and such, you know, and, and, but I, there was an empty void in my heart. It was something empty there. And then um, I was just trying to find myself, you know, and I'm like, something is missing. I'm, I'm going to these parties, I'm doing all these things, and I'm still not being fulfilled. So what must I do? And then my mom was in my ear, stop singing that stuff and sing for the Lord, you know. And I'm like, mom, there's no money in that, you know. <laughs> but she said, look, Tony, God would, would, God would fulfill every need that you have, but I need you to start singing for the Lord. And for a moment there, I did push against that. You know, I was, I was doing my thing, hanging out like Magic Johnson, and I was dancing on Soul Train and just doing a lot of things. I was also a, a choreographer for dances and all those things with different groups. So that lifestyle was going nowhere. Amazing. Yes. So you had a contract with Warner Brothers. Yes. Hanging out with people like Magic Johnson right yes. up there in Hollywood, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. And there was still an emptiness inside of you. Yes, totally empty. So how did you eventually come to Jesus Christ? Well, after constantly, I remember one, one night, I had just came from a party, and I was coming down Mulholland Drive, you know, I just came up, Mulholland got a lot of rounds, heels, and all those things. So I was going down there, and man, I just felt so just, just disgusted with life, you know, this is not going anywhere, I've been doing these things, and I felt this empty void that's not being fulfilled, I don't care what I drunk, or what I did, or all those sinful deeds, it was not being fulfilled. So what I did, I, um, I was going down Holland Drive, and all of a sudden my, my car began to go into a spin because I was just flying around the curbs. And it twisted around, and I ended up on the side of an embankment. And just over the embankment would have been a crash that my car would have blew up because it was off the side of a hill. And God said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you know, you need to change. And if you do not change, that's going to be your end right there. And so from that point, what I did was I had to leave L.A. I had to get away from the contract. It took me a few years and attorneys to get out, and, and I moved to Atlanta, and I just totally gave my life to Christ. You know, I was standing in my, in my living room um, in my home, and the Holy Spirit said, take one step forth. Just take one step. Give it to me. Let go of that past. Let go of those friends. Stop doing that, those things that you used to do, and I will make you whole. And I took one step one step forward, Pastor, and I'm telling you, man, I was instantly changed. You know, Tony, we, we've just, yeah. We, we've just jettisoned quickly across a significant part of your life. Yes. I mean, to have a contract with Warner Brothers, 
Yes. And uh, that, that's something that people only dream of and very <laughs> yes. few ever get. I mean, right. this yes. is before America's got talent <laughs> exactly. and the voice and programs like that. Yes. So being discovered was a lot harder. Yes. But Tony, to walk away from that, uh. Uh, you, you said you had to leave Hollywood. That's because of the em entanglements with contracts and stuff like that? Yes, and also people, you know. Um, you have to come from amongst them. That's what the Word of God said. I was hanging out with those people that love to drink and, right. and get high drugs, and, and they had plenty of it, you know, in those party life. I mean, it was just off the chain. And I said, you know, this got to change. It's something that's not right about this. And your, your spirit man would tell you, your spirit yeah. woman, this is not right. This is not the way I'm supposed to live. And I had to change. So here, here you are. You've got what most people are hoping to get. Yes. And it, it wasn't fulfilling you. It wasn't meeting the needs inside your heart. Exactly. To the point where you were willing to walk away from all of that. All of even that. if you never made another cent again. <laughs> that's right. You, you were willing to walk away from that. I think that's yes. incredible. And if you're here this morning, you need to understand that Jesus makes it very clear that he is the way. He's the truth. He's, He's the, the life. That's right, and, man. You know, sometimes... We, we look for ways to bring happiness into our lives. We look for ways to find meaning. Exactly. But the reality is, it doesn't matter how high up Come that ladder we might achieve. Yes. Really, happiness comes from getting our lives right with God. That is so, so real. And it shows in many of the entertainers. You know, Michael Jackson could get any sleep. A friend of mine was telling me about Whitney Houston and so forth. It's so many of them, they couldn't get rest. Struggle. They couldn't have no peace because they didn't have Jesus, man. That's the only one that can feel that void, that, that, that's empty, is right. Jesus. So your story continues, and uh, there's a fascinating aspect of your story, which recently you guys have actually put to film and yes. made a movie about your story. Yes. But now here you are, you're a Christian, you're doing gospel music, <laughs> yes. and uh, something phenomenally tragic happens to you. I want you to share with this congregation and to those that are viewing with us online right now, yes. you were innocently minding your own business. You went to pick up your wife one night. What happened? Yeah, Pastor, you know, um, like, like I've shared many times, you know, I... Um, Never been in a gang, never shot, never held a gun, you know, I'm from the South, and so, you know, I just, en just enjoy life. I'm a singer, so that, that, that was my road, was singing um, R&B for a moment there, and, and um, so when I turned my life around, like I said, and I, one, one day, I, I was working on my third gospel project, the third album, working on a third song, and all of a sudden, I was on my way to pick up my wife, Christelda, from work, she's with me today, and um, I was attacked by some gang members, man, out of nowhere. It's amazing to me how even though you're serving God the best that you can, you're doing all that you can do, and you, you're going out of your way, say, God, I'm giving my all to you. That does not mean that the enemy is not going to attack you. I mean, it's, it's almost like someone putting a, a dot on your back and say, look, go at her, go at him, and destroy them right now. That's what the enemy does. And so uh, don't get caught up to think that just because I'm saved that I'm, I, I am immune to attacks by the enemy. Because that's when he really comes, mm -hmm. you know. And so um, I was attacked by those gang members that, that particular night, you know. And they, they uh, shot me five times, you know, ten holes, three times on my left and two times on my right. So you know? five bullets entered your body 
and all five exited your body, yes. leaving 10 orifices where blood was pouring out. Yes, yes. And what, what killed me was um, um, Dr. Oz shared that with me on, on the thing, you know, about talking about, I, there's a femoral artery right here that, that the, um, the heart, you know, uh, blood goes directly through the heart from, and that vein was, was severed by one of the bullets. So I right. bled to death from that one wow. vein. Uh, and I saw that interview, you were on Dr. Oz on his TV show. Yes. Uh, and so it was that particular artery that got severed and caused you to bleed out right there on the, on the street, right? Right there on the street. Now, you, you had no idea of who these young people were that were attacking you. You were just an innocent bystander. They didn't even know my name. They didn't even know your name. They just chose. I was told later by the police officers that they were initiating in that particular area to kill, they have to kill people to join gangs. Young people was just random. The, the leader would say, I want you to kill him or kill her. And when you do that act, you can join and be a part of a gang. That is Sad. crazy. You know, last week we had a, another young man here who uh, was a, a drug dealer distributing drugs right here in, in Clearwater. Wow. And uh, he was about to join the Bloods. And wow. what he had to do was randomly kill someone wow. on the street. That would be his initiation. And uh, so you actually, now we have back-to-back -back somebody who was killed. You actually died, is that correct? Yes, for 30 minutes. A total of 30 minutes. 30 minutes of death. Flatline. No wow. Heart, no heartbeat, you know. So here you are. You go to pick up Chrysilda. Is she aware of what happened? Um, I called her when I, when I laid on the ground bleeding to death. You know, I, I was able to reach my cell phone, and I said, Chris, they shot me. And I heard her screaming, and from that point, um, I felt my, the weakness, and, and I felt my heart slowing down, and my hands dropped. I died, you know. Wow. Tony, yes. you know, hopefully, we'll all get raptured. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jesus will come back and take us. Yes. But to have an experience with death the way you did. Yes. Is it like we see on the movies? Does your body start going cold? Do things start mm -hmm. to fade? Describe for me, describe for us a moment. What was that like as you knew your life was literally just pouring out on the streets? You mm -hmm. were going, what was that like? You know, death is very cold. Uh, it's very dark. I felt when my heart was beginning to slow down, um, and I felt death touch my, my feet. And it began to cover my body. But in, in the middle of all that, I had my hands up worshiping God. See, it's easy to worship God when things are great and dandy and going well. But when you're in your lullaby time, when you're in a moment in your life when it looks like God has deserted you because I felt like God had turned his back on me. It reminded me of the scripture when Jesus was on the cross. Remember, and Jesus said, why have thou forsaken me? I just felt like that moment to me. And, um, but I still trusted God in the midst of that hurt. That why me? I said, God, I still trust you. I'm going to be like Jacob. I am going to hold on. I'm going to hold you until you bless me. I am not going to let you go. So I, I chose, I choose, I chose to just hold on to God that particular moment. And I felt my heart slowing down. And all of a sudden, it stopped. And my hands fell to the ground. I had an out-of-body experience, Pastor. I remember when I took my last breath. Hmm. There was a lady came out of nowhere. She had on all white. 
Her hair was black and gray. She came and kneeled down beside me. She picked my head up and placed it in her lap. And she said, my God, what have, you, what have they done? And um, I felt like she was my garden angel. And she, she rubbed my head the first time, the second time, and the third time. I felt my spirit man leave the body. And I looked to, my, to the left side as I floated in towards the air, and I saw my body laying in a puddle of blood. You saw yourself. You left your body, and you saw yes, yourself. I saw the body. Yes, I saw it to my left side. It was just laying there wow. in nothing but blood. You know, I was told by Dr. Oswell, your, your, your paperwork showed that you lost over 40% of your blood. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. So I floated towards these clouds, and... All of a sudden, when I got to these clouds, a window opened. And through these clouds, I saw this huge, beautiful city. I saw colors. I've never seen these colors on earth before. Beautiful, radiant colors. I saw sparkles of light going through the city. They was floating through the city. And the Holy Spirit said that those are archangels. They never stop praising God. I saw wings going in and out of these lights as they floated through the city. And it was just so beautiful. All of my cares, all of my worries, all of my, everything about this world as we know it, everything went away from me. And I felt like I was a part of pure love, just total love. I mean, I don't care what color you are, what you look like. It doesn't matter in heaven. When you get there, it's only a hallelujah praise. You thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Fantastic. And I felt like it was a place that... Jesus prepared for every, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare. And I felt like it was a place that was prepared for all of us, no matter who you are, no matter what you came from. You know, uh, I I was reading just the other day and uh, reading about the new Jerusalem that will come down Mm, out of heaven (laughs) and how there are 12 foundations and Mm, each foundation is a precious stone and the bible says even the the walls are made of gold Gold, and there's this transparency through the whole city and god is the light and he lights up that whole city so all these colors you're seeing are the reflection (laughs) of all the precious gemstones what a what an incredible sight that will be Yes. When we see that new Jerusalem Ooh, coming you, down Jesus. to earth, a recreated earth. Folks, it's real. It's okay? real. It's real. Science yes. could say, yeah, <laughs> science could say whatever it wants, but there have been so many testimonies yes. of out-of-body experiences. We continue to live. The question is, will you have eternal life with Christ or will you have eternal damnation because mm. you refuse to accept him yes. now, now here you are I guess this is an angel that appeared to you yes. because there was yes. no trace of this lady afterwards none none I mean she had a glow I, no, it, there was no certain color black white green purple she just had a glow and she was beautiful and just felt love from her isn't that awesome Oh yes. you, you know the bible says that at times we entertain angels and here, That's the right. same way they came and ministered to Jesus, yes, God yes, has sent yes. an angel to minister Thank to you. you. Father. Yes, Isn't that yes. awesome how God Beautiful. loves us and cares about us? Mm, yes. So here you are. You're floating towards that city, but you're here today. What happened? Oh, I didn't want to come back. <laughs> I didn't want to come back. See, but I God knew saying, you had to be here <laughs> with me. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> You know, my wife got upset with me. She said, you don't want to come back? I said, I love you, but heaven is a little bit more better, baby. 
<laughs> you know, I could see some marriage counseling coming up. <laughs> but you know, Tony, I have interviewed a number of folk who, who died and then came back to life. And everyone tells me exactly the same thing. That when you leave this body, you got no more cares. None. And you don't want to come back. No. I, at least half a dozen different people I've interviewed. Mm, wow, and they've wow. all told me exactly the same thing. Wow. So I won't take offense. <laughs> that you didn't want to come back I and know. have me in your future. <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> I would have rather saw you there. No, no. But now, yeah. from, from uh, what I remember about your story, you actually... They, they uh, brought you back on two separate occasions. Yes. You were dead for a total of yeah, 30, 30 minutes. minutes. That's right. So um, the, I, I guess the paramedics came. Yes, and they did. And they were the first ones to work on you. What did they do to revive you? Yeah. Well, my wife, she knows more about it, but she said they had ripped my clothes off. They was trying to figure out where, where all that blood was coming from. And she, I felt bad. She had to pick my keys up out of my blood. You know, I felt bad for Chris. And she went through a traumatic experience. But um, after all those things happened, they got me on the ambulance, I was told. And they would let her in inside because they was trying to bring me back. And she said I was just gone. And I don't know, but I was told I came back. And they got me to the hospital. You know, I was turned down by two other hospitals, you know. I was turned down. First, they were going to take me to this hospital called um, uh, King Drew, and they said, oh, we can't have that. You got to take him somewhere else. So Why you were too far gone? Uh, because of the, the gunshot wounds. It was just too many. They said, that's, that's way over. We can't handle 10 holes. You know, they was trying to, they thought I was shot in a stomach. So in the meantime, you're hanging between life and death, yeah, yes. and they're deciding whether or not, yeah, sorry, we can't, can't do, this. do that. Yeah, and then uh, Cedar Sinai turned me down. Wow. They, they are located in Beverly Hills. Cedar Sinai said, um, take him to the county, take him downtown. He's going to die. He's not going to make, you know, take him. I, we don't see him living you know, from what your vitals is telling us. You right. know, I, this is what I was told by the by the ambulance, by the people there. And so they shipped me to the county hospital. It's, uh, fortunately, the county hospital has a lot of practicing doctors that practice on people that um, uh, like military, like uh, that have been shot or, or wounded. And, so they're used to this type. They're used of to that type wow. of, yeah. So they shipped me there and all of a sudden they got me in there and on the table, I died again. A two and a half hour operation turned into a seven and a half, I think it was, seven and a half operation. Um, unfortunately, they made a mistake on me. Um, they was trying to get the tube in my throat. They couldn't because I was dead. So they did emergency trach, and they mistakenly cut a piece of my vocal cords. So they told me I wasn't going to talk anymore. But the God Whoa. that I served. God that I served. They said you wouldn't even talk anymore? Talk anymore. I they, thought it was just you wouldn't sing anymore, <laughs> which is bad enough yes. for a guy who's built a career and a life yes. on singing. I mean, music is... That was my life. It yeah. was your calling. They yes. said you wouldn't even talk again. I would not even talk again, and they was going to put a box on the side of my throat to speak out of with a microphone. Oh, wow. That's what I was told. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that was the first mistake. What else mm -hmm. happened? Okay, this plastic, they put a plastic stent there in my left leg for the artery, for the blood to flow right. through. But the doctors told me, unfortunately, the artery is not sitting right. It's not working. 
We thought it would save the leg, right? But the leg is dead, so we're going to have to amputate. We've got to cut your leg off. So they marked my leg above the knee, right above here, to cut my leg off. But 12 o'clock midnight, there was a turnaround in my room. Before six, seven hours before surgery, wow. there was a turnaround in the room. So your leg was already marked up with all the markers. I've seen that on, on movies. They yes. get like a, a, a marker, a texture, and they yes. start marking up the leg yes. where they're going to make the cuts. Exactly. And so yeah. what happened at midnight? What brought a turnaround? Oh, man. 12 o'clock midnight, I was talking to God. Hmm. I had this tube in my throat, breathing through this tube. And there was other people in the room. They put me in this room called an amputation room. There was a man right over there. They had cut his leg off, and it wasn't enough. They came back to cut it off some more. And I'm sitting there watching this stuff, and I'm like, God, you're bigger than this, Father. I just came from heaven. I know you didn't bring me back to this. I know you did not. Not for this, Father. I, I mean, excuse me, but that would have been enough reason for me to say, here, let's try a third time. <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> Beat me up, Scotty. You know? <laughs> oh, my God, Pastor. It was horrible, man. And I felt myself. Let me tell you how God, how we must do, man. I've learned this through my experience. I felt myself praying for that man that was, they cut his leg off. I took my cares off of myself, and I began to, to worry and pray for him. And, that, and that's the God and his truth. I, I said, Lord, heal him. Give him peace. And even though I'm, I got this tube and I'm hurting and, and, and they're about to cut my leg off, I felt my peace by praying with it for this man. You know, Tony, that is such a, a spiritual principle. Yes. Sometimes it saddens me. We, we know the scripture Give, and it'll be given back, pressed down, shaken together, running out all over. And yes. we always hear it used in church about money and about yes. offerings. Yes. And that's true. Yes. A principle is a principle. That's right. It'll always work in any culture, right. any era, any time. Yes. But the, because it's a principle, it's not only true about money and giving, uh, you know, finances for an offering. It's about giving. Here you are in desperate need, but instead of praying for yourself, you step out of yourself and start yes. praying for that other gentleman. Very true. And, and, and that will always precipitate hmm. the, the, the grace, the glory, and the power of God. So, so you start praying for this guy, knowing that yes. your leg's going to get cut off. What yes. happened in the middle of the night? Oh, my goodness. So after I prayed for that man, you know, he got a little later, and I just sat back, and I began to talk to God. And I said, God, I, I've given my all to you, Father. But, you know, whatever your will be, I trust you, Father. You brought me back to this. You brought me back here for whatever reason it is. And so, um, hmm. So as I prayed, all of a sudden, the, the room got, began to get real warm. There was a glow in the room, and I felt something touch my leg. And it went up to the, to the leg. And I felt like something was mingling together in my leg. And it went up here. And then all of a sudden, God said to me, he said one word, one word. He said, forgive. Forgive. If you forgive, I will make you whole. Oh, I wrestled with that for a moment, Pastor. I wrestled with forgiveness. You wrestled with the thought of forgiving? Who did yes. you have to forgive? The guys that had shot me. I didn't know who they were. I, I didn't know any of them. But I had to forgive. In order to receive my healing, I had to forgive. And when I forgave, that's when the, the healing came and came up and went all the way up. I said, you know what? 
This is not a feeling. It's a choice. I choose to forgive, Father. Because you're not going to feel like forgiving someone that has did such, such things to you. You're not going to want to forgive that. That's hard to let go of, of pain and when someone has done you wrong. But you have to find it in your heart to say, you know what? I'm going to give this to God. And Tony, I'm going to God Tony, to take I care of it. I've got to interrupt you. I mean, it's one thing we hear a story like this, okay? Yes. Dude, that's, that's hard. Yes, it I is. I mean, somebody just took your life. You didn't do anything wrong. Yes. Everything's been taken from you. And if you live... Mm. You probably won't talk. That's right. You'll have a leg amputated. (laughs) That's real. You have to go by the fact that you believe, you think, you sense God's telling you to forgive. And maybe it's not God, Hmm. but you've got to go with this release. Forgive this person purely because the Word of God tells us to forgive. Yes. Yes. And in the midst of all this, you find it in your heart to forgive. Tony, I think that is absolutely incredible because if we're honest with ourselves, that would be phenomenally difficult right in the middle. Here you are, you're watching other people get amputated. They're in your room. Yes, yes, it was horrific. How, uh, in all honesty, how long did you struggle with that? Oh, before God healed me? Um, it was, I, I, I don't know exactly how long, how many minutes, but it was, it was a couple of minutes and I, it was, it was so terrifying to me. I mean, blood was coming from the tube because I'm like, no, God, look what they did to me. I've never shot anybody. I never did this father. You want me to forgive? I can't, God, come on father. And he said, if you forgive, I will make you whole. I feel like God is talking to somebody in this room right now. He wants them to forgive. He said, if you forgive, you can give it to me. I will make you whole, you know. You know, Tony, it's, it is important. We go through stuff in life. Unfortunately, life can be very unkind. In fact, life can be really cruel. Yes, and, yes, and, yes, And to those of you that are watching, those of you that are here in this room, I've pastored long enough, well over 40 years, and I've heard so many stories as I've counseled people. And some of the horrendous things that happen to us from our childhood on all through life. And yet, the truth of the matter is, just like you're telling us, if we can find the grace of God to forgive, God will set us free from the results of all those wounds and bruises and all the things that have been done to us. And if you are here this morning, And maybe you have been the victim of some atrocities, horrendous things that just, they're unspeakable. We don't even want to talk about them at times. Friend, I want to encourage you, just like Tony is saying, you know, if you can let go of that, if you could understand that everybody in this life is broken and everybody needs help, we're all broken. And when we show mercy, the mercy of God comes to us. Yes. So what, yes. what happened? You finally make this decision to forgive yes. this guy who took your life. What mm. happened? Yes. That, that's why I love your, your, your church name, Grace. Where God's grace abounded, my faith came. Yeah. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I couldn't see it, but I trusted God so very. I trusted him. I trusted him beyond my pain. 
I said, you know what? If you brought me back to this, there's something that you want me to do, Father. So when I forgave, all of a sudden, my entire being came back. My, the leg got healed. It went to my voice, and my voice came back, and I began to worship God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right in that room. I know it's you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name, Jesus. Awesome. And then I went into a deep sleep right after that. About 7 o'clock that morning, 8 o'clock, I was, oh, I feel so good. You know, God operation makes you feel real good, right? So I felt something touch the leg, and I jumped the leg, and I opened my eyes, and there was doctors around me. Doctors was training other doctors. They were showing them where the amputation would start and how we're going to cut to the bone and all that. And when I jumped the leg, they were like, whoa. And they grabbed the leg. They was about to yank the leg off, trying to like, wait, this leg is alive. Oh, my God. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. No. no you were kicking was, them <laughs> off doing your karate yeah. kicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they was yanking my leg, and they rushed me to x-ray. They said, can't believe this. It's a total, we cannot believe, so they rushed me to x-ray, and the leg was back to life. I mean, it was all, and all of a sudden. Wow, hmm. come on, give God the praise. Hallelujah. That is incredible. I got the leg. I mean, you know? for them to decide that they're amputating the, the leg, medically, the leg is already dead. It's it, the tissue's yes, dead, yes. and God resurrects your leg. So yes. he not only gave you resurrection life, yes. he starts resurrecting your leg. Yes. yes. I, I could imagine that doctor totally freaked out. Oh, they was like, oh, my God. Because the leg had turned dark, and, you know, it, had, it, was, it was swollen like that. And, you know, and, and, but look what God can do. God healed the leg, you know. And even to go further, my, my voice. My voice, you know. I remember when the doctor came in the room, uh, the, the voice doctors or whatever you call it, the, the nose, oh, with the oh, ear, nose, and throat, whatever yeah. the guy was, it was like two of them, and they were like, Mr. Davis, you've been on this thing for three, if you could just say one word, we can take this off, and we, we, we'll, we will not have to put that, that box there. And the first time he took it off, I couldn't, he put it back on. He said, you know what, I heard you was a man of faith. That's what he told me, you're a man of faith, right? I said, he said, if you could just say one, just try to concentrate on breathing up. Try to concentrate. You're a man of faith. Believe that God can heal you. That's what, I'm like, this man is sent by God. And when I looked at the doctor. Wow. A doctor talking like that. Unbelievable, Pastor. And so um, he, he took a deep breath, he said. I took a deep breath. He took it off. And I said, Jesus. Wow. My healer, my deliverer, Jesus. And he's like, whoa. He couldn't believe it himself. Get me the needle and thread. So they took a needle and thread and they sewed the hole up. And I've been praising my Jesus and singing for my God. Every since, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory That's to awesome. God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, Tony, yes. when, when I think about it, obviously, when they saw the miracle with your leg, the news of that had to Ooh. have traveled around the hospital. Oh, it did. And so here's this ear, nose, and throat doctor. He's already heard, and so he's calling you a man of faith. They already concluded <laughs> that this miracle only happened because yes. you have faith in God. Yes. What a phenomenal testimony. Yes. Now, yes. all of this is medically documented, so much so yes. that A&E did a show about yes. you on yes. their TV station. I remember yes. watching it. Yes. In fact... 
one of the first times we were having you here, yeah, right. we advertised you so extensively that yeah. two weeks before you were due to be here, a yes. and &E showed it again locally on TV. Yes. This yeah. is a verified, completely documented miracle. Yes. Hence, Dr. Oz had you on his show yes. because all of this stuff can be substantiated. That's right. And it is this Discovery Channel, too. I did Discovery Channel. They did an episode of... Come on, church. Survive. Let's give so, God a huge praise on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is awesome. Yes. You know, Tony, all of these things have come about because you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. You could have been an R&B singer. Hmm. You could have been making all that money. And you yes. still could have been a victim of a random shooting like that. That's right. Okay? Yes. But you wouldn't have had the God of the universe. Come on now. Breathe back into your lungs and give you life. You better say and that. You better say that, Pastor. You know, and, and you could have been this bitter person who couldn't forgive, and you would have been without a leg and without a voice. Yes. But you stepped into the principles of God's Word. Friend, I want to tell you, the yes. Bible is not just a book of stories. It is a book of realities. That's right. Yes. People's realities. People step from impossible situations and by the power of God step into miraculous situations. Yes. Hence, stories like this are yes. made movies of. Stories like this yes. are interviewed on Dr. Oz and yes. interviewed on Discovery Channel, et cetera, yes. et cetera. The truth of the matter is that every word that is written in the Word of God is the truth. Yes. And Jesus said, Amen. Jesus said, you must. Be born again. <laughs> That's right. Tony, you, you reached an apex in the secular world, yes. and yet your life was empty. Yes. And uh, after having accepted Christ into your heart, God yes. just did one miracle after another <laughs> in right. your life. To anyone out here who's never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, what would you say to them right now? There are people watching on live stream. There are others that uh, will be watching this over the next few weeks. Tony, I want you to tell them whether or not you think they should accept Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if you're watching right now and you're sitting there and you're feeling like there's an empty void, you know, there's only one person that can fill that void, one Savior, and his name is Jesus. You have to give all of your cares, your pain, the why me, why must I? Well, guess what? You're not the first and you're not being the last. It happens to. But you must learn to push beyond your pain and say, you know what? I'm going to try this Jesus. I'm going to give him a chance. Because even though, um, I, you know, I, I, of course, I wanted to stay in the Hollywood life. I wanted to make those, the, you know, all the millions. I wanted to do all those things. But the void was emptied in me. There was an empty void that needed to be filled. And the only somebody that could fill that void was my Jesus. I'm so glad that I made the choice to, because, as you said, Pastor, if I had not given my life to God, I would be sitting here without a leg, 
and not able to talk to you right now. But because I serve a living Savior that died on the cross, Amen. he gave his life that I awesome. may have a right to the tree of life. He healed my body and gave me my spirit man back. And I'm so glad that I serve him until the day I die. Because when this life is over and when my work is done, I'm going to meet Pastor on the other side of that river. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. Uh, meet me at the gate and I'm going to say, glory, I made it, Jesus. I Thank finished you, my Jesus. course. I finished the race. And I want him to say, well done, oh good and faithful, faithful servant. You must be faithful with your walk. You're going to have some setbacks. You're going to have some delays. But you have to keep thriving, keep walking, keep believing, and keep holding on until your breakthrough comes. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank Come you, stand with me, Tony. I want to encourage you right now. If you have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, this is the most important thing that anyone can do. It is the most important decision of your entire life. Look, we can go to church. We can be religious. We can even have a faith or a belief in God. But Jesus said, even to the religious people of his day, you must be born again. Hmm. A religious leader came to Jesus. Yes. They're having a chat. Yes. And he says, what must I do to have eternal life? Hmm. This is a religious leader. Maybe you were an altar boy. Maybe you served in your church or were baptized as an infant. Maybe even as a young kid you got baptized in water the reality is that all the trimmings of religion doesn't give us a life with Jesus Christ religion is one thing and unfortunately sometimes religion can be a poor counterfeit yes. of the real thing Yes. every one of us must develop a relationship with God the Father you need to come to a place where you say Jesus I believe, yes. I believe that you are God and you died on that cross for me. Yes, yes, yes. You know, when we humble ourselves and we're willing to acknowledge that we need help, God will run to our side yes. in an instant. That's all it takes. God so loved you and me irrespective of all the wrong we've done, irrespective of all the wrong that's been done to us. You see, as human beings, we think about all the wrong everyone else has done to us. But God also sees the wrong that we've done. Yes. Most of us are like the rest of us. And we've all sinned. And we need to come to Jesus Christ and invite Him to come into our hearts. And so right now I'm going to ask you, wherever you're standing, to close your eyes. And I want you to seriously consider, Jesus is knocking on your consciousness right now. You thought you just came to check out church, a friend invited you to hear Tony sing or tell his story. But it's not just his story, it's your story. God wants to write your story. Yes. And today, 
can either just pass as a memory and a memory that you went to church and you had to see a really cool uh, story that you heard about Tony Davis or today could be the moment that your life changes forever. Yes. If you have never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, if you realize that you're lost and you need Him, I don't care if you're 70 years old, 90 years old, or 7 years old. Today is the day of salvation. Today, right now, the Holy Spirit is pressing on you and you feel that stirring going on in your heart. Friend, I want to tell you, the best thing you can do is raise your hand and say, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Right across this auditorium, if you've never done that and you want to do that today, would you raise your hand right now? Come on. That's it. I see that hand. I see that hand, that young man and that young boy. I see that hand. Others, I see this hand. Lady over here. This gentleman over here. I just saw another hand up the back. God bless you. That's awesome. Fantastic. People are raising their hands all over the place. That's wonderful. That's great. But you know, it's not too late. If you need to do that and you haven't done it yet, you can. Come on down here, Tony, because we're going to mingle and meet these folk in just a moment. I want to give everyone here that added opportunity to make this decision. And so I'm going to ask every person to very respectfully, very gently, with tact, with the softness that comes from God's heart, would you turn to the person next to you? And ask them if they would like to ask Jesus in their heart. This is the most important decision. That's why we will labor the point. And if someone is willing to accept Christ, offer to come on down the front with them. Those of you that raised your hand, can I pray for you? If you raise your hand, come on down. Step out of the aisle. Come on down. And If you came with a friend or a parent, a father, a mother, come on down. It's all right. They could join you. Come on down. Accept Christ. Let Jesus come into your heart today. This is awesome. People are moving all over this auditorium. Great. God bless you. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. G'day, buddy. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. Samuel, I remember I met you earlier today, first time I met you. How are you, Samuel? That's a really good decision. How old are you? Eleven. I was nine years old when I made that decision. You're older than me. And if it was real for me, son, it's real for you too. Amen. Amen. Yes. To this day. Thank you, Father. I remember when I asked Jesus in my heart. And you know, I'll be honest, at nine, did I understand everything? Heck no. But God saw the genuineness in my heart. Yes. And have I made mistakes along the way? Yeah, I have. And I thank God that he's bigger than any mistake I've ever made. And I can honestly say, he has all these years been my best friend. Yes, God. Pretty. Glory to God. 
God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. It's a good moment, isn't it, Dad? Yes, it is. Hi. Angels What's your name? Natalie. Wow. Nice to meet you, Natalie. Is this your first time here? No. You've been before, and I haven't met you? <laughs> Shame on me. It's great to have you, Natalie. I'm proud of you for raising your hand. Amen. Asking Jesus in your heart is awesome. Hello, sweetie. How are you? Okay. What's your name? My name is Angie. Angie. Yeah. G'day, Angie. I got a few Angies in the church. Well, you know what most people do? We're going to pray for you for several things. And first, we're going to pray for you to accept Jesus. That's awesome. But look at me, sweetie. Your needs are very important to God. And he'll touch you. And he'll minister to you. The same way he touched Tony, God will minister to you. Amen. What's your name? Tamara. Tamara. God bless you. And this guy? Deed? Dean, all right, Dean and Tamara, you came together? So glad you guys came. Asking Jesus in your heart, that's fantastic. I would like you guys, are you doing this? Or you've done this before, haven't you? But you're making a recommitment. Would you just step forward a little bit more? Would you come a little forward? Samuel, come around this way. Awesome. I'm going to ask everyone to repeat after me, not just you guys, everyone. We're going to pray and we're going to say something like this. Something to this effect. Jesus, I believe you're God and you died for me. And I'm going to ask you to come into my heart. And I'm going to ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Are you happy to pray something like that? I don't want to trick you, so I'm telling you up front. I'm not tricking anyone. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe that this Jesus is worth saying yes to. Are you willing to pray something like that? Yeah? What about you? Yeah? Awesome. Hi. Welcome. Are you praying the same thing? Good, 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 good. God bless you. And Samuel, you happy to pray that? Everyone, would you all close your eyes, whether you're out there or up the front, and repeat after me, dear God, I believe. I believe. I believe you love me. I believe you love me. I believe you care about me. I believe you became flesh. I believe you became flesh. In the form of Jesus Christ. In the form of Jesus Christ. And you died on that cross. You died on that cross. For me. For me. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my heart. I ask you to live inside of me. You to live from this day forward, from this day forward, Jesus, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. Set me free. Set me free from all of my wounds, all of my wounds, and all of my hurts. All of my hurts. Come and live inside. Come and live inside. Take control of my life. Take control of my life. I accept you. I accept you. I welcome you. I welcome you. And I ask you to lead me. I ask you to lead me. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For hearing my prayers. Hearing my prayers. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' 